Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres and you're listening to the show before the show. And I'm Paige Wesley. And it is 12.49 in the morning on Monday, which means Mm -hmm. that you're definitely listening to this on Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We had to record this late because, uh, well, you'll find out in this episode, but I Mm -hmm. uh, just wanted to say that uh, if you want to help us support the show, you can Mm -hmm. go to patreon.com slash cold podcast. Um, if you want to listen to another show with me on it, you can listen to Rooster Teeth Podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts or on roosterteeth.com or on youtube.com slash at Rooster Teeth Podcast. You can also check me out on On The Spot every Thursday, so long as those Thursdays are the 12th and the 19th. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I have a show in Austin, Texas uh, for Roast Battle coming up on Thursday. And Paige, you got some other shows that you're on, huh? I do. This Friday the 13th, I am doing double spooky trouble. I am on Mint on Card in Burbank at Blast from the Past at 7 p.m. And I am on the Scary Funny Show live at 9 p.m. at Flappers in Burbank, who I have been promised will have lasagna this time. I'm so sorry for everyone who came to have lasagna <laughs> last time. Uh, and you can follow all of that on Twitter at Rampage Wesley. And uh, yeah, I'm going to say without any further ado, let's hop into the show. Hello. Hello. Bickle. Oh, God, Paige, I can't. It's too it's too late for me to harmonize. Hello. I can't do it, Paige. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drink the Kool-Aid. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits. And as always, these these are are our opinions. opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us we have Big Gulps and Sunglasses. <laughs> uh, for those of you that didn't uh, listen to our episode on, what was that group called again? Oh, damn it. The the uh, Saint Germain Foundation. Saint Germain. That's right. I just remember it as uh, fucking Herman Munster drinking cum out of a straw. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's basically <laughs> he just went out into the forest to drink a cup of cum. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, when we did <laughs> when we did that episode live at RTX, um, Paige made a graphic, and I mean that in more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> I should not be trusted with the photoshops, but also I should exclusively be trusted with the photoshops. It's very good. It is one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen in that uh, it is a, it used to be a young man uh, sucking the lifeblood out of a flesh straw. A, like about to. A, about a young to. man about to serenade us on the skin flute. Mm-hmm. And... Y- <laughs> And Paige replaced the dick with a big gulp cup. A, a big gulp cup from 7-Eleven. 
And we have debated whether or not we were allowed to post it simply because we don't want to just like post somebody's face without, you know, without them them knowing what's going on. I know that this episode has been making you very sad. And so I wanted to cheer you up. Mm -hmm. And I thought that perhaps sending you that photo would. But then I had the idea of altering it. Yeah, so what Paige sent me with almost no context was the exact same photo, but with the Thug Life pixelated sunglasses (laughs) (laughs) over the man's face. So anytime you get sad during this episode. Refer back to that. Refer back to that. And and the two things <laughs> the two things that I want to point out uh, most of all I guess three things first of all it is eleven ten p.m. and we'll get into why we're recording so late mm-hmm. on a Sunday uh, mm-hmm. in just a second but secondly uh, that's why I'm so loopy and you told me this fix that I've done doesn't improve this image but it does make it perfect that is a direct quote <laughs> from you seconds before sending it through was i right or was i you, right I, absolutely you were correct and i think off off camera we uh decided that it is now acceptable for us to post we, this we've image. covered enough of this person's face <laughs> that I, i'm pretty sure they're not identifiable Oh, my God. So we will be posting that because you are probably listening to this at the earliest on Tuesday um, Mm. because we are recording this so late on a Sunday Um, because I'm going to be real with you. uh, This shit sucks. This shit sucks to read about. It sucks to, to be in. It sucks to entrench yourself in every so often. We uh, cover a group that requires so much reading to understand and uh, just engrossing yourself in the culture. It happened most notably with our series on Trump, where I got so bummed out that we narrowly avoided recording an episode right before January 6th. Yes. Oh, my God. Like... (laughs) thank goodness for your meltdown i guess (laughs) yeah and the meltdown if you remember came from me being like i don't know man the more i read about this the more it sounds like something really bad is about to happen and i don't know if i'm being paranoid or what and then january 6th lo and behold uh and the other times that it's happened are times and i feel like this is the perfect mix of these two examples the other time that it happened is when we did Happy Science and I watched, what was it, like 18 hours of, of anime? anime. <laughs> on, like, on, on fast forward. Yes. Yeah, so I barely had to pay attention to it. Also, that one had fucking elves on flying scooters shooting dinosaurs. That was awesome. Like, I honestly, we should, the next time you're in LA, we should just blaze up and watch that shit regular and live stream <laughs> Absolutely. We need to do a a, 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 mis, a happy science theater 3000. Find a theater that'll let us show it. Oh, Dude, the fucking draft house will let us do anything. We can do it there. No problem. Um, the second reason, and I need to clarify for business reasons that this is a joke. Uh, the mm. second reason that I missed my deadline is because on Friday, uh, October, what is that? 6th? 2023 AD, the year of our Lord. Uh, Beyonce's America, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were blessed by another uh, classic album from recording artist Aubrey Drake Graham. <laughs> 
a, a so tw- you had to take the whole day off as you do for every new drake album as i do for every new drake album i take the day off uh at the anger of every one of my managers <laughs> Uh, and I listened to that album. It is 23 tracks long. It is Jesus Christ. one of the best things I've ever listened to in my life in that it is truly one of the worst things I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire life. I was going to say, I've only heard bad things. Mm. <laughs> I really mm-hmm. like it. I'm going to be honest with you. My my very genuine opinion is that I think Drake is such a corny fucking cringe fest that, that is constantly doing... It's real doing... sad boy shit. Yeah, it's really fucking dumb, but it is also like the shit slaps, and then every so often you'll be listening to his song, like pumping your fist, like, mm, damn, hell yeah. And then he'll say some of the most out of pocket shit you've ever heard in your entire life. And Paige Wesley, I would like to share with you four of oh, my favorite lyrics. I can't fucking wait. I can't wait. From this album. Here's my here's one of my number one picks. We in the we, <laughs> we in the club with your gay friends. Always what? put you on a straight flight. <laughs> what? We in the club with your gay friends. Always, Always put you put on you a straight, on a straight flight. flight. Uh, a, non, a nonstop. Hey, nonstops expensive <laughs> these days. I understand. Here's um, my second. Here's my second favorite one. Page. Feel like I'm by because you're one of the guys, girl. No. <laughs> what? No. That's like. What? Oh my god. Okay. She says she a lesbian girl. Me oh, too. That's, that's from the that, last that's album. That. Oh god. But that. That's like every. Every comedian I work with who. identifies as a lesbian after every single show they ever fucking do a guy from the audience will come up and be like i'm kind of a lesbian too because i like pussy (laughs) and it's the cringest (laughs) shit it's like bro you could have said nothing (laughs) oh god all right we got two more to get through and then we're done i promise and i'll never bring it up again (laughs) Until uh, he drops another 24-track album. Oh, yeah, which is coming, uh, I guess, in like two years. Apparently, he's taking a year off from music because, and I quote, he got tummy issues. What? So, yeah, I guess the man just Are says- you Drake? <laughs> <laughs> is that why you-, you always have to take a day off when he releases an album? This is a Hannah Montana situation? I didn't want you to find out this way, Paige. <laughs> Oh no! All right, we got uh, we we got get inside and bend a dick just what? like the Pope. Wait, what? Get like because his name is Benedict? No! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> get inside and bend a dick just like the Pope. Just like, Ooh. Because the, the, initially, until you like think about the fact that the Pope's name is Benedict, uh. It makes you think that the Pope is just like straight raw dogging people and breaking that shit off. <laughs> and oh, here, no. here is, here is, it's not probably going to be everyone's favorite, but this is, I think, one of the best lines that hip hop has ever given us. <laughs> oh, no. We both come in at the same time like jinx. No, I hate that so much. <laughs> I think it's the best thing ever written by any artist ever. We both come in at the same same time. time, Like Like Jinx. jinx. (laughs) You owe me a soda. Um, Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, God. (laughs) Anyway, so that's what I was doing on Friday. (laughs) Oh, God. And here's, here's, there's just like, 
I don't know, man. There's a bunch of other honorable mentions, like fucking J. Cole at one point references the Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man meme, which is just <laughs> fucking awesome. Uh, at one which point, which is a bummer because J. Cole is has great lyrics sometimes. Like, oh yeah, Carry Four Fives like Change for a Twenty is one of the best things I've ever heard. It's Dude, so on great. that on that song, there's there is so much good wordplay where he's like, uh, anyone talking about trying to off us better be right. talking about working in a cubicle get it like office, office cubicle. cubicle uh uh i apply pressure to your cranium like russia a russia ukraine, ukraine. fucking joke uh and then you have lines from drake where he's like wherever you go bro i go we you go slavian no <laughs> see <laughs> This is why Megan the Stallion deserves all our respect because she says amazing shit like everything I eat goes straight to my pockets. And <laughs> like, that's how I live my life. God. All right. Okay. All right. Fuck. Let's, now that we've gotten the fun part out of the way, let's get into uh, our second episode on QAnon. Um, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> page. You are already informed about this because of my many, many text messages throughout the week where I threatened mm. to uh, pull my hair out, rip my eyes out. Uh, Cut leave- my life into pieces at this here pizza port. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, originally, we were going to, uh, as you might have been able to tell from the cliffhanger from last week's episode, get straight into uh, the post of Q. But as I started to learn more about um pizzagate and and some of the things that led up to QAnon. i decided that uh because i had done so much research on it now you have to have these fucking thoughts too or else it was all for nothing so uh we're shifting a little bit in how we're covering this but i think you're really gonna hate like it um before we mozzarella no breadsticks (laughs) yeah no for sure i'm I'm all on board i love to shout about pizzagate i'm super excited (laughs) before we get started uh let's go through our incredibly long list of sources uh at least long for an armando episode we have an article on comet pizza written by uh kim la capria and published by snopes we have an article on QAnon published by the anti-defamation league when <laughs> look when the adl gets involved you know it's gonna be a good you know one. it's gonna go bad yeah uh we have an article on the calm before the storm dinner by margaret hartman published by new york magazine uh, also by New York Magazine, we have an article on Poll, written by Brian Feldman. We also have Come On In, The Water's Fine, a research journal written by Thomas Coley. Uh, we have several archived posts about 4chan from the uh, Biblioteca Anonima, which is like a shitty troll Wikipedia. It is yep. uh, truly one of the dumbest places I have ever had to spend a significant amount of time. Uh, And speaking of dumb places to spend your time, we also have several archived posts from Twitter, Reddit, and 4chan. Uh, We have several posts from the website Know Your Meme. We have the article Post-Truth Protest by Mark Tudor's Amelia... Oh, I am so sorry about this. Yuko Bauskite? 
Emilia Yukobuskite and we uh, and Daniel Bach. We also have the HBO docu series Q Into the Storm, created by Colin Hoback, um, which does not really get used very much this episode, surprisingly. Yeah, that's probably more of a next episode thing when we get into the two versions of Q. Oh, absolutely. Which actually might be our last, our fourth and last episode, but mm. we will see because as you're able to tell from this one, sometimes it shifts when I learn new information. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have the article, Anatomy of a Fake News Scandal, written by Amanda Robb and published by the Rolling Stone magazine. That is a great article. I've read that before for other episodes, and you should just read it in general. It's Absolutely. Great. And speaking of reading stuff in general, I cannot recommend this last source uh, highly enough. It is so good that last night I read the entire book. It is uh, Kill All Normies, Online Culture Wars from 4chan and Tumblr to Trump and the Alt-Right by Angela Nagel. It is so very fucking helpful in understanding um, the rise of the alt-right and sort of why it uh, happens the way that it did. And I initially wanted more of this episode to sort of go over the stuff that I learned after reading a book called Kill All Normies. Um, but I did not have time because this is one of the longest episodes I've ever written. And, uh, holy shit, God, I am, I cannot recommend this book highly enough. I'm sure that we'll do more work with the alt-right as the years go by and things seem to just get infinitely worse, but without any further ado, let us hop into this episode. So last week we covered 4chan, the stomping grounds for the mysterious figure known as Q. The site is a slash was a beacon of anonymous, unmoderated free speech in a world where things are becoming increasingly transparent. Uh, transparency being the word that Moot, 4chan's founder, used to describe linking your online persona to your real life identity. But while we spent most of our time talking about 4chan's most infamous board, B, Today, our story starts on one of the site's other popular boards, Pol, P-O-L. And despite what you might think from a name like Pol, the board's topic isn't politics because its full name is politically incorrect. Uh, and this is not some cheeky joke. Pol's actual intended purpose is to serve as a home for racism, xenophobia, and all the other forms of quote-unquote politicized hatred. Um, politicized is sort of a catch-all term when people talk about, like, identity politics. These things don't feel very political to me, like when you're talking about homophobia, transphobia. Like, these are not really political issues. It's kind of like, don't hate other humans, I feel like, but whatever. But surprisingly... This is not as bad as it sounds, except for the hatred. That part is actually worse than you could ever somehow imagine. But Moot's goal in building Pole wasn't necessarily to give bigots a place to spread their bullshit. It was actually a way to keep the quickly blossoming alt-right out of the other boards on 4chan. See, the site had tried twice to build a board centered around news and politics. Their first attempt was in 2006 when they repurposed N, the letter N, which was a board centered around nature photography, 
uh, and they turned that into a hub for discussing news stories. Uh, the goal was to drum up more engagement on the site by hosting a topic that people actually wanted to talk about. The only problem is nobody wanted to talk about news on 4chan, actually. <laughs> Did they um, want to talk about nature photography? Well, like, were people mad that they were like, <laughs> I used to come here to see birds, and now it's just all politics. <laughs> now it's all about how the birds aren't real, damn it. Um, yeah, That's I guess. COVID happened to change their batteries. Don't. <laughs> I guess people were pretty upset as they seem to be any time a board gets changed. But again, like the reason nature photography got repurposed was because no one was talking on it in the first place. And okay. um, actually, if you go to 4chan and go through the archive, like mod team posts about changes to the website, most of it is them begging people to post regular, not dumb shit on the site constantly. <laughs> Sure. Um, but unfortunately, N had such low engagement uh, that in 2008, it was again repurposed, switching focus to a topic that more people wanted to talk about, uh, even more than news, trains. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What? Yeah. 4chan really, really likes trains, dude. Oh God! I, I uh, it's one of those things where you're like, I'd like to make jokes, uh huh, but the reality is funnier, and so like, wow! All right, trains. Any is this like bullet trains or like all kinds of trains? It is all kinds of trains. Although it is, it should be mentioned that eventually they decided that trains was also too narrow of a topic. So <laughs> yeah, okay. Eventually, it became uh a hub for transportation in general what? which was essentially if you are not taking a car then it belongs in n it could be literally anything else and it's still even with that still was mostly about trains <laughs> i'm just picturing that guy from tiktok who is like whoa that train look at that train but he's like super up close I feel like all the posts are that guy. Yeah, they have to be. That guy is kind of their Jesus Christ, honestly. Um, because Hey, you know what? Maybe trains don't get enough love. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, fair There's enough. There's a whole show about it, Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, okay. I didn't know where you were going with that. Also, that guy really is their Jesus because most people don't know this, but he actually died and came back uh, three train cycles later. So. <laughs> Three stops later. <laughs> and the train still ran on time. Two years later, in 2010, the site tried again when they created New, a place for thoughtful discussion on current events. Although, here's where a problem that we talked about last week started to become a real issue. Because remember when we talked about 4chan's humor, which was known for being shocking, offensive, and in a lot right. of cases, indistinguishable from just genuine hatred? Yeah, uh-huh. Well, like we alluded to, when you do that for long enough, eventually you start to attract people who are not doing it as a joke. See, dropping the N-word using gay slurs and just being a general shithead is really normal around 4chan. In fact, the denizens of B often refer to themselves as autistics, and uh, this, is a, this is a quote, B-tards, um, the letter Ooh. B and then T-A-R-D-S. And they do this, uh, again, 
fucking quote unquote for the lols. Um, Mm -hmm. But around 2010, things started to change online. The idea of moral transgression or overstepping social boundaries and crossing a line started to become a more politicized thing. In her book, Kill All Normies, Angela Nagel describes the shift as a response to a response to a response, each responding angrily to the existence of the other. And to sum it up as quickly as possible, online trolls adopt shocking and offensive words and imagery as sort of a goof. And then the ever-progressive, increasingly transparent users of websites like Tumblr They catch wind of this and then they become offended and convinced that the web is filled with racist, misogynistic, heteronormative oppression anywhere outside their particular online subculture. And in response to what they see as language policing and overly sensitive authoritarianism from the progressive left, these uh, quote-unquote deplorables in the trenches of the internet become convinced that these identity politics um, are basically going to take away our free speech and are going to lead to a decline in Western civilization. And then this just kind of goes on and on and on and on and on in an endless loop. Uh, And then you have to hear your fucking grandpa spout some shit that you saw on 4chan four years ago. And you're like, okay, this has gone too far. (laughs) Great. Good job, grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. My grandfather was real big on the trains board, by the way. He loved that <laughs> shit. I, I have uh, multiple cousins who are super into trains. Various kinds of trains. One was model trains, and then the other one went to go work on the railroad at one point and makes like a ton of money training professionally. Oh, oh, who's Mrs. Uh, fucking do people talk about trains that much? Yeah, Paige. I just thought it was our family. <laughs> No, it's the whole fucking world, dude. <laughs> the whole fucking Everyone world. Everyone likes trains. I'm the weird one. I'm the weird one for not talking about trains. God. Although when I came back from Japan, I was like, their trains, like, it's silent. They're so clean. And the air conditioning works amazing. Yeah. The moment you go somewhere where they have actual usable, like, public transit, you yeah. start to realize what you're missing out on. Like, um, this is how bad Los Angeles's fucking public transit system is is what I did was go to Paige's hometown of the Bay Area, and yes. even their pretty good uh, public transit system, not Bart's perfect, legit. not perfect, yeah. but really good. I went, oh, oh, I get it now. <laughs> oh, I see. Wow. See, I went the other way, where I was used to Barton Muni, and then I tried to ride the LA Metro, and I was like, oh, no, this is a John Carpenter film. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is this is i have to escape it's not good yeah you it's fucking terrible and for anyone thinking that she's joking she's not every train is required by law to have gang members dressed up in different themes like clowns baseball players uh dudes who just drink three bottles of mexican coke so they can put it on their fingers and tell you to come out (laughs) and play it's just it's part of the law man Here's how bad it is. My uh, some of my coworkers and I went to a rage room downtown to smash a car with sledgehammers. <laughs> okay. And one of them took the metro, and she was like, "It actually wasn't that bad. The guy was masturbating on the train platform instead of on the train this time." And she was serious. <laughs> and I was like, "No, girl, I'm giving you a ride home. <laughs> like, yeah, we're not doing this." 
Well, I would have given you a ride home, but that was my car in there that you just fucking smashed. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. Also, I love the idea that like this person took the LA Metro and then came in and hit harder than the rest of you because of it. <laughs> just like, this safety glass gotta go down. <laughs> So the result of this endless loop is that both sides become convinced that the other represents the majority, which causes everyone to stray further and further from the actual cultural mainstream, which is not accurately represented by either side of this argument. Instead, um, I would refer to both sides as uh, what I like to call chronically online. Um, oh, yeah. 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 The people that need to touch grass. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because here's the thing. Whenever you hear stuff like touch grass, you normally associate it with the people that we're sort of covering in this episode. The like mm -hmm. 4chan, Anons, the fucking people that are like always talking about the deep web, uh, crypto people. Like that's who you sort of think about. I would say the same thing to anyone who spends all their time on Tumblr and Twitter and Facebook groups about cold podcasts and knitting. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, hey, no, I'm in the middle of crocheting a mothman and I will not be told to go outside. Jesus fucking Christ. Touch some fucking grass, lady. I swear to God. We, our house had a spider problem outside for the last couple of days, but then a bunch of praying mantises showed up and ate a bunch of spiders. And now they're like my wonderful mantis army. It's been a wild few days, man. I fucking hate your house. I've never been there, and I fucking hate your alien versus predator lawn, where who, no matter who <laughs> wins, we all lose. I like mantises. I don't like mantises simply for the fact that you said, uh, when I said touch grass, I now assume that you don't have grass. You just have an army of praying mantises. Those mantises. No, I do have grass. I have grass in the front and the back. That's how you know I'm rich. <laughs> That is the richest thing an L.A. resident can say is I have That's grass true. in the front and the back. In the front and the back. It's also maybe the dirtiest, grossest way that you can describe having a backyard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they could either be I'm rich enough to have a front and backyard or I'm poor enough to not afford bikini waxes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in a real weird late night mood. No, I get it. Look, this is maybe 1130 p.m. is the best time to be recording episodes. Because on, on this topic? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. Um, so one of the side effects of this new proxy war between the growing progressive left and uh, the alt-right was boards like New uh, being flooded with morally transgressive shitposts, quickly becoming less and less ironic. In fact, Moot even compared New to a website called Stormfront, uh, which... Oh, jeez. Yeah. It, Stormfront originally started as David Duke's campaign site as he tried to go from Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan to Senator of Louisiana. <laughs> um, <laughs> Grand Wizard of the Bayou? <laughs> or what? Does, is it some sort of, like, warlock master of the swamp? Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the I'm the warlock master of the swamp. Dan, you are our IT manager, okay? I don't care what your business card says. David Duke and his weird ass plastic face. <laughs> I feel like He's if the craziest looking dude. I feel like if Daisy Dukes are like real high cut sexy shorts uh for people to wear, I feel like David Dukes are just like 
full body gimp suit made out of denim. Does that make <laughs> ill fitting jorts? Yes. Yeah, it does. It it does because every time I hear David Duke, I just think about a guy who has a face like Bane but made out of skin, <laughs> uh, proclaiming himself the master race. So like, yeah, uh, yeah, the ugliest thing we can associate him with. I am happy with that association. And it's very easy because he already is the ugliest face that could possibly be associated with the name David Duke. Yeah, so it all works out. Um, however, after it uh, started as his campaign site, it quickly became the internet's first major hate site, allowing for bigots of all walks of straight white life to organize and spread their ideologies. Um, and afraid that his site would become Stormfront 2.0 and also just generally annoyed with what he thought were low effort shit posts, Moot took down new less than a year after it was created and as a compromise allowing free speech to remain on 4chan while also keeping this specific form of free speech off of other boards moot launched poll in fact among users of 4chan poll is best known by its nickname the containment board oh jesus christ like raptors (laughs) yes yeah uh except none of them are clever girls because they're neither clever nor girls yeah that's that's fair oh god i also just love the idea that you're on a website that used to like host child pornography and they call you the contained board (laughs) you know it's bad when when they're like you're a problem yeah i don't i don't want to be associated you oh my god so since its creation in 2011 poll has been linked to an almost endless amount of racist and hateful stunts um and some of them are just plain offensive like uh how every time that there is a public shooting ranging from the pulse nightclub shooting to the 2017 las vegas shooting or even the assassination of shinzo abe Paul tries to start a rumor that the shootings were actually perpetrated by Sam Hyde, uh, a, a an openly offensive comedian with ties to various alt-right hate groups. Um, and if that name seems familiar, it's because recently, pop singer and juicy ass-haver Doja uh, that, Cat... That's what I thought it was. I was like, isn't that the guy who was on Doja Cat's shirt? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Doja Cat came under fire for wearing a shirt with a graphic of Sam Hyde on it, and fans and critics alike were upset that Doja Cat would willingly tie herself to somebody who once donated $5,000 to the legal defense for the founder of a neo-Nazi website called The Daily Stormer. Um, Oh, God. That is who Sam Hyde is. However, what you might not have recognized is that the photo that is featured on Doja Cat's t-shirt showing Sam holding a Rifle Dynamics automatic rifle is the same photo used by Pohl every time they try to spread the rumor (laughs) that he is a mass shooter. Okay, it shouldn't be funny. But it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. The thing is, is like, it it is it is it is a funny bit. 
but it also comes immediately after the announcement of these mass shootings, which That's in turn, yeah, with with the ability to be so far removed from these, it is a little bit funny that the concept of these people doing this bit of like trying to say that some comedian perpetrated these mass shootings. Um, but you have to remember that they're happening immediately as the right. news is breaking. Uh, but sometimes poll stunts involve taking the hate off of the website and into the real world. Like in 2015, when four poll users who belong to the white supremacist group called the Minnesota Chimp Out. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not even clever, which, like, I'm not surprised it's not clever. But it is. It is. It. It hurts my heart when they do these things and call them jokes. And I'm like, first of all, that's horribly offensive. Second of all, you're not funny, which is worse. I've gotten, I had a couple videos go pretty viral this past week. And a lot of the comments are really fun or whatever. But then there's a whole mess of people that clearly don't understand what a roast is Mm -hmm. or what's going on. And then a bunch of DMs from people being like, I'm try. Am I intriguing you? And I'm like, no. I did just what? What are you saying? A lot of weird comments on uh, both my relationship, my home life, <laughs> what is going on in my life. It's just, and I think they're all trying to be funny, mm-hmm. but no. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty fucking upsetting. So these four poll users, who again are members of a white supremacist group called the Minnesota Chimp Out. Uh, planned a disruption of a peaceful Black Lives Matter sit-in. And while driving to the protest, dressed in military garb and brandishing a loaded pistol, two of the white supremacists recorded themselves saying that they wanted to, and this is a direct quote, see what these dindus are dindoing about, um, referencing a racist meme, dindu nothing, which is mocking the mourners of Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown, whose uh, their families assert that they didn't do anything to deserve being murdered. That's horrific. That's terrible. Why would and oh fuck yeah. Ugh. That's not a joke. That's that's you being a horrible person yeah. at that point. Yeah, it's fucking awful, and it just gets worse. Um, as the two armed racists approached the highway, they declared that they just wanted to, quote, give everyone a heads up on poll, and that, quote, we're on our way, we're going to knock this shit out. Before turning Jeez. off the camera, the driver pointed directly into the camera and told his viewers to keep watching the stream and to, quote, stay white. Oh, God. Yeah, which, like, first of all, is terrible, but I have been diving so deep into this story uh, over the last few days that it started to dawn on me, like, sometime around 3 in the morning this morning of just, like, what do you mean stay white? How am I going to not be white anymore, you fucking idiot? How does that even... Yeah, I don't really have a choice on that one. Yeah, like, I get it. It's a fucking joke, kind of, but, like, it doesn't even... What do you mean stay white? How does it... What am I going to go get a tan and now I'm a Mexican, you fucking idiot? That doesn't make any sense. Anyway, the two members... Oh, God. The two members of the Minnesota Chimp Out 
would later shoot into a crowd of protesters, hitting five people, but luckily killing no one. The shooter oh, was the shooter was later found guilty on all twelve felonies levied against him, despite claiming self defense. Um, but here is a fun little coincidence for you. The shooting that we just talked about occurred on November 25th, 2015, and just 23 days earlier, on November 2nd, a little-known recording artist by the name of Doja Cat <laughs> released, <laughs> no, Doja. released a song on her SoundCloud that was called Didn't Do Nothing. Um, what? Featuring lyrics like, quote, how much nothing can a din do do if a din do din do nothing? <sighs> now, the singer claims that she was trying to reappropriate the phrase, citing the fact that she is herself half black. But yes. I do think that it is interesting that Doja Cat hung out in the same forums as these dudes used homophobic slurs to describe fellow artist Tyler the Creator, once called COVID, just a flu, uh, admitted to trolling her fans by releasing albums that she called cash grabs, uh, is dating a an alleged pedophile that she is now defending, apparently, and uh, also has tried to suppress footage of her using the N-word with a hard R. Yikes. So I'm not saying that Doja Cat is part of these alt-right hate groups, but to borrow a phrase used by the singer herself, I'm just asking you to do your own research, okay? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just asking yeah. you to do your own research here, buddy. Oof, magoof. Yeah, yeah. But other than QAnon, the most famous stunt that Pole has ever pulled off was a different conspiracy, one that serves as a direct precursor to Q, Pizzagate, which, in case you were somehow lucky enough to miss, is a story revolving around pedophiles, the devil, and pizza. Um, <laughs> so I have done... Often linked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I get how they're often linked because every time I eat pizza, the devil feels like he's in my literal asshole trying to crawl <laughs> his way out. Uh, I have done a lot of work reading a lot of stuff, and I'm talking about four-page packed fucking PDFs full of information archived posts the fucking works dude and i am going to give you the most simplified story of pizzagate that i think i can possibly give you <laughs> so okay. way back in 2009 officials at the national archives and records administrations raised red flags over then secretary of state hillary clinton for using uh, a private email server instead of using State Department email accounts maintained on federal servers. But in Hillary Clinton's defense, she had a very good reason to break protocol. Um, 
she really liked using a blackberry that's it that was that's mm-hmm. the <laughs> that's the entire reason this whole thing became a news story every time you hear lock her up fucking what about the emails emails it's because hillary clinton liked hearing the little fucking clicky clacky of a goddamn blackberry Oh, that is so. That the best of us. That is so funny to me in like a very dark, upsetting way. <laughs> so, after a years long investigation, the FBI determined that Hillary's server did not contain any information or emails that were clearly marked as classified, although they did retroactively determine that 100 emails contained information that should have been classified. Fast forward all the way to October 28th, 2016, just 11 days before the election that Hillary would eventually lose to Donald Trump. Then FBI director James Comey announces that he is reopening his investigation into this private email server partially, not fully, partially because data from the server had been found on Anthony Weiner's devices. Uh, and you might remember Mr. Weiner as the New York City mayoral candidate. Mr. Weiner. Who sent... Carlos Danger. Yeah, who sent nudes to a 15-year-old girl and called himself Carlos Danger. Danger. <laughs> the most perverted of all luchadors, I'm absolutely sure. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Absolutely. God. Now, nine days later, Comey and the FBI confirmed that they had not char- uh, they had not changed their conclusion and that they were not planning to persecute. Uh, sorry. Now, nine days later, Comey and the FBI confirmed that they had not changed their conclusion and were not planning to prosecute Hillary Clinton. But by then, it was already too late because one day after the investigation was opened, one of the worst things imaginable happened a 60 year old woman from missouri posted on her facebook page (laughs) (laughs) cynthia campbell who uses a picture of a cat as a profile picture and a fake name on uh, on facebook as well cynthia is a lawyer from joplin missouri who was incredibly active on multiple politically charged facebook groups Previously, she had accused the Clinton campaign of stealing campaign signs and threatened to stab anyone trying to steal her signs with a gardening hoe. (laughs) Bitch, calm down. What? (laughs) No. Cynthia Campbell is one of those people that I would have, reading the story, assumed was not a real person until I read that article from the Rolling Stone um, where the reporter said that she actually went to Cynthia Campbell's house and talked to her in person. Um, this is not even related to the story, but in it, <laughs> in it, Cynthia Campbell claims that the reporter is harassing her, and if she doesn't stop, she threatened to call the ACLU and Best Buy's Geek Squad. <laughs> What? Wait, what? What does the Geek Squad have to do with this? I think in her mind, they're like the elite hacker team that's going to take down the Rolling Stone magazine. <laughs> this this story, just QAnon in general, this combines some of my favorite things of like, 
people with the ultimate level of internet literacy making jokes and people with no internet literacy at all taking it completely seriously. Oh, absolutely. And it's going to happen time and time a fucking again, dude. It is such a fucking bummer. Um, so on October 29th, 2016, again, one day after James Comey opens up that investigation, she posts this to Facebook. Uh, and this is an excerpt. Quote, my NYPD source uh, real, real quick, out of the quote. This is a 60-year-old woman from Joplin, Missouri with a Facebook, Facebook page that uses a cat as a profile picture who has NYPD sources. Sure, 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 sure. I'm sure it's somebody on the internet who just claimed to be NYPD and she took, took that without questioning it. Uh, or... It's like her nephew or something that interviewed to be a cop once. Like some, it's definitely not a real source. No, no. And you hear this stuff time and time again. All right. Okay. Getting back into it. And here we're back in the quote. Quote. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't even read it without being serious. Quote. <laughs> my NYPD source said it's <laughs> much more vile and serious than classified material on Wiener's device. <laughs> the... <laughs> The emails detail the trips made by Wiener, Bill, and Hillary on their pedophile billionaire friend's plane, the Lolita Express. Da-da, Epstein's plane. Now, here's the thing. Do you believe that Bill Clinton one time went on Epstein's plane? Because uh, I, I fucking, of course I do. I of like, course he did. Like, I believe that so many people are involved with this Epstein thing. And we're, first of all, not even done with a quote yet. That's how fucking hilarious oh, it is oh that we God. cannot oh, get. No. There's like one more sentence left. I just want to say that like you can criticize people involved in this story and also not believe in Pizzagate. Like those two yeah, things of course, are of not course. mutually exclusive, which I know that you, Paige, and most people listening also know. But mm-hmm. like that's one of the most infuriating things about this is that if you r- try to refute any of this, they're like, oh, so you just support them then? And it's like, fucking no dude i just don't what are you talking about i just don't think that there's a fucking satanic cabal happening at a pizza shop my guy yeah that like do i believe that bill clinton is a sex pest who harassed and potentially raped people i absolutely do yes i do do i believe that a pizza parlor is keeping a bunch of children in prison no that's crazy there are real documentable things that you can believe instead yes Absolutely. Do is it the official stance of Colt Podcast that Bill Clinton is probably a bad person? Yes. yes. You cannot play the saxophone without doing terrible things. That is a proven fact. Okay. Well, I don't know, but I don't know if I'll go that far. I did have a roommate who played sax who had a great poster that had a naked lady on it that said "Sax Appeal." You know, maybe he's not such a bad guy. Uh, that guy was—I hate to say it—also on the Lolita on Epstein's plane. <laughs> Fuck. You can't fucking think do you it. know somebody. Fucking John Coltrane, fucking Lester Young, fucking Charlie Parker. They're all <laughs> pedophiles that were on Epstein's island. Oh, allegedly. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we're really pushing that whole these are our opinions thing right now. I don't think. Well, hey, if Q can do it. No, okay. none of those people were on the plane. <laughs> oh, no, no, obviously not. Except for probably Bill Clinton, though. Like, yes, you know, definitely. That- well, I don't want to say definitely. Again, speculation zone. These are our opinions. 
But getting back to the quote, this is the last sentence, I promise. Yup, Hillary has a well-documented predilection for underage girls. We're talking an international child enslavement and sex ring. End quote. We're finally done with it. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I have thoughts about Hillary Clinton's potential sexual uh, proclivities, uh, but none of them are that. And I feel like I don't need to discuss them. It's not really anyone's business. No, no, but, it's not. I just want to point out, yeah. though. There are so many funny things about that ex- extremely truncated version of a Facebook <laughs> post. And I hate that, like, most of them are just, it's laughable. It's like, my NYPD sources tell me uh, Hillary clearly has a well-documented predilection for underage girls. Like, all the stuff that's funny. But also, every time I said wiener, we both fucking started <laughs> we laughing. Both, we both laughed. It's a terrible name. Um, I, and that's his real name. Like, you know, like, when Carlos Danger sounds more reasonable than Tony Wiener... <laughs> absolutely absolutely also it's just like the man can't stop showing people his dick and his last name's wiener are you fucking kidding me oh i know and i watched a really interesting documentary about how he was right in the middle of breaking up a bunch of wall street stuff when that happened Mm -hmm. and there's questions about like who leaked what and i'm like but also stop showing people your dick like like don't don't get me wrong i also want to break up the wall street shit i do but stop showing people it is it is possible to not show people your penis yeah and that's one of the i mean, I don't have one so maybe i'm wrong you have one it's possible right <laughs> it is, well okay so no <laughs> come on <laughs> No, yeah, it's one of the easiest. I never want anyone to see my penis ever, ever, ever. No, I don't want it. I hate that. That's my one of my worst thoughts. One day, I'm not even gonna. Okay, I'm not even gonna say names. But one day at work, I was wearing a new set of jeans that I really like the cut of, and a bunch of people gave me compliments on my jeans. And then one of my coworkers came up to me and was like, "Hey, nice outfit," and I said, "Thank you." And then she went, "Huh." I can see which side of your pants your dick is on today and then walked oh, away no. and it ruined my day because, and also I want to be clear. This was not like a sexual harassment thing. This person is like family to me, but the fact mm-hmm. that they had, they were aware of the existence of my penis was like, Oh no, I fucked up. I Anthony Weiner. No, <laughs> Tony Weiner's. Um, but I'm in Carlos danger. Carlos danger. I thought, you were about to bring up the time that one of our close friends publicly sent a photo of his dick <laughs> to President Trump around this time. <laughs> like like within a few months of what we're describing in this episode, still searchable on Twitter. Have fun with that. Very good. Very, very Yeah, good <laughs> luck trying to find a specific dick pic on Twitter. One specific dick oh, pic God. on Twitter. So anyway, that that... That fucking diatribe of bullshit, that happens on October 29th. By the next day, October 30th, the story had been picked up by David Goldberg NY, a Twitter account that was claiming to be a Jewish lawyer living in New York, despite consistently posting anti-Semitic and white nationalist propaganda, a.k.a. not the person that they say they are, especially when you look at the 
photos that they're using and have used of themselves in the past, it starts to become very clear what kind of person this is. But David had his own spin on the story, uh, sharing a screenshot of Cynthia's Facebook post. He added, quote, rumors stirring in the NYPD that Huma's emails point to a pedophile ring and Hillary Clinton is at the center. Hashtag go Hillary. What the fuck? Why? Why? Did, oh. So this is what you were texting me earlier today where you were like, why do people believe this? Like, this is clearly like this is so easily debunked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This it. <sighs> the reason this is so difficult for me, just as a quick timeout, is because I understand mm-hmm. that people are being tricked by tactics that we have covered on the podcast time and time again that have worked multiple times that have worked. Um, in both Nazi Germany and uh, other instances where we see this moral transgression sort of leading to a, a political revolution. Um, we've even seen some of these things being used in terms of like moral transgression and the punk counterculture movements being used to put forth political movements, stuff like this in fucking Burning Man. Like we've seen this shit so many times. My issue is... They are a group of people who are constantly asking people to do their own research. And if you do a cursory amount of research, it's so provably false. You have to do so much more research to find the, <laughs> to find sources that back up what you're saying and provide no evidence and then ignore all of the other evidence. And that hurts my fucking brain so much because i yeah. do not understand how we can live in an in in a time of information being so readily available constantly all the time and it happens and i don't get it and it makes me really upset and i don't want to go on the internet anymore because of this Ugh. so let's break down this fucking tweet <laughs> rumors stirring in the nypd that huma's emails point to a pedophile ring Huma is uh, Huma Abedin, who is the vice chair of Hillary Clinton's campaign and the wife of one Carlos Danger. Yes, she is Mrs. Weiner, and for multiple reasons, I understand why she did not want to take her husband's cool. last name. I don't know why he didn't take her name. <laughs> Let's be real here. Hello, my name is Carlos Abedin. <laughs> He had Tony Aberdeen. Any of it's better than Tony Wieners. You know what? No, we hyphenated. I'm fucking Anthony Aberdeen Danger. <laughs> Aberdeen Danger. Oh my god! Oh. Now you might be asking yourself if you already have one verifiable pervert that is involved in this story, why would you switch it up and try to pin this on his wife? Because David Goldberg was trying to tie this accusation to Hillary's entire campaign staff. See, back in March of 2016, months before this was happening, John Podesta had been targeted in a spear phishing attack, which um, sounds like a really gruesome way to assassinate a whale, uh, but Mm -hmm. is actually just what you call a very pointed phishing scam a Russian military intelligence group that called themselves Fancy Bear had uh, <laughs> s- 
and successfully russians fucking love bears man what are you gonna do yeah and it's fancy because it's got a nice unicycle it's so much better than the other collar and everything it's got the tiny little hat the little fez on top too uh (laughs) this russian military intelligence group calling themselves fancy bear had successfully leaked john podesta's emails now the email leak hosted on none other than WikiLeaks, uh, revealed a lot of shitty stuff going on behind closed doors. For example, the transcripts of several paid speeches that Hillary had initially refused to disclose, um, which revealed that she had seemingly different private and public opinions on hot-button issues, leading her critics to accuse her of being two-faced, which, again, is a a very accurate description of what is going on. Um, there are also emails that both criticized Catholicism and people like media mogul and succession inspiration, uh, Rupert Murdoch for choosing to raise his children as Catholic. Um, the emails, which I'm going to be fucking real with you, man. They're very tame. All right. They're not. Yeah, of course. It's not. It's, 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 um, what do you call it? Like basically the criticisms are like, it's so clear that they did this rose their kids uh, or raise their kids catholic rather um as sort of like a weird bargaining uh, like networking thing yeah of course that's what they're saying but they were used to they were used as proof i guess that hillary was anti-catholic um i i'm gonna say something controversial uh i don't blame anyone for being kind of anti-catholic yeah. given the history that doesn't mean that you get to be mean to people or whatever but like I understand if people don't fucks with the Catholic Church. They've got a long history of doing shitty stuff to a lot of people. I get it. I get it. That's never something I judge people for. And this is the second time this year that I've heard someone be like, well, they were anti-Catholic. And I was like, hold up. Yeah. Why is that a problem? (laughs) It is, to me, so ironic that the people that are chasing a made-up pedophile ring are going yeah, wait right? wait right but don't but don't you dare shit on the catholic church how fucking dare you shit on the catholic church we're hunting pedophiles <laughs> and they're certainly not there what oh my oh. god we're trying and they're so close too they're like we're trying to shine a spotlight on this and you're like uh-huh yes uh-huh, uh-huh. <sighs> you might want to bend your dick this way <laughs> just like the pope just like the Pope. That's it. Drake is Q, and he's leading us <laughs> clues so that we can uncover the secret for ourselves. Oh, God. I'm so glad that came back around. Um, and then there was the actual bombshell that a CNN contributor had shared questions with the Clinton campaign prior to the debates during the DNC primaries. Um, but surprisingly... The thing that people online cared about most was pizza, um, which is so stupid. Yeah, but also, dude, fucking right there with your pal. All right. I also care about I texted you the other day about a good pizza that I found miles away from you mm-hmm. that I'm excited for the next time you come to L.A. We're definitely going to go. eat. I it. was literally just going to say that, that I was having a bad day because of this. And then you were like, hey, on the nice side. I found a new pizza place. And then we talked about it for way longer than the bad stuff. It's delicious, man. It's so good. So online conspiracy theorists put every one of the 20 
thousand pages of leaked emails under a microscope and they started to notice a trend. John Podesta, Hillary's campaign chair, talked about pizza a lot. He talked about ordering pizza, he talked about eating pizza, and he loved to give great recommendations on where to find the best pizza. But remember last week and earlier this episode when we talked about 4chan's problem with the Lolita board and um, pedophiles using it to share child pornography? Well, so did 4chan. And back when that was happening, uh, users were, who were looking for illegal photos and videos hid their crimes by devising a code. And since child porn is sometimes shortened to CP, they gave it a new name, Cheese, Cheese Pizza. pizza. <sighs> and suddenly, it all made sense. John Podesta wasn't a foodie like he claimed to be. And again, this guy talks about food so fucking much. So hey, much. Hey, if you broke into my emails and text messages, do you know how much? I texted you about pizza a bunch the other day, completely unrelated to this. My husband and I texted about cake earlier. Like, mine would be all food all the time. Mm -hmm. I, have a, I have a running spreadsheet right now for a trip to New York that I am making later this month where I am just laying out all of the best places to try pizza. Um, and weirdly, all of them are elementary schools. I don't know what that's about. Oh, I got, weird. I got all my research from QAnon, so it's fine. I didn't do any of it. I keep, I keep a running list of the best donut places in the country mm -hmm. so that whenever I'm in whatever city that donut place is in, I can go have donuts there. That's and bagel places. That's incredible. Yeah, that's for right? for me. My my <laughs> like, mine is like Mexican food, Italian food, and then sandwich shops. I always have yeah. like any city in America. I have somebody from that city that I can hit up to go. Where do I go to get a sandwich? Or what surrounding city can I go to to get right, a sandwich? Right, right, right. I guess I should say major cities in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, we travel often enough. I assume John Podesta did too, given mm -hmm. his job. I would not be surprised if he also had <laughs> weird food spreadsheets like we do. Maybe we should get into trains, man. It seems a lot less risky. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's very good. Um, okay, so now all of the references to food made sense. It was actually a code, a very, very well-hidden code. Sauce was code for orgies cheese was code for little girls and hot dogs was code for boys um Ugh, but i hate all of this this is so dumb <laughs> but where were all of these unspeakable crimes taking place well after cracking the code the virtual sleuths started compiling lists of everyone that john podesta talked to about food and that's when they zeroed in on James Alafantis, the husband of David Brock, a liberal political consultant that Time once called, quote, one of the most influential operatives in the Democratic Party. But did you know that James, David Brock's husband, also owns a pizzeria? Comet? I do. And when we talked earlier about wanting to go eat there, I was like, yeah, they recommended it and they're foodies. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Comet Ping Pong is a restaurant, concert venue, 
and one of the top pizza spots in the country, according to Guy Fieri, and his show Diners. I would trust him. I'm sorry. Do you think Guy Fieri doesn't know what good pizza tastes like? Look at the man. He looks like he's dressed in all Pizza Hut merch (laughs) at all times. He looks like he won some kind of pizza points contest to get his entire wardrobe. He looks like he doesn't have skin. He has crust. I would trust him on any of the junk food types. Like if he was like, this is an amazing burger, I trust him. Pizza, I trust him. Nachos, I trust him. Of course, if he says it's good, I'm going to try it at least. Or he plays the saxophone, if you know what I'm saying. <gasps> I'm just, I don't, I, hey, look, here's the thing. Somebody should be asking these questions. Somebody should be asking these questions. I want you to do your own research. Um, but Comet Ping Pong has also hosted fundraisers and parties for some of the top players in the Democratic Party. And some of these parties, according to the internet, are centered around satanic pedophilia. People pointed to the restaurant's logo, alleging that it contained classical satanic imagery. They compared symbols on the menu, like two ping pong paddles intersecting, to a supposed symbol that pedophiles use to secretly identify their sexual preferences. Yeah, I don't believe any of that. I don't believe the symbols are satanic. I think all of this is a big old reach. But also... I have something to tell you about the new pizza place I found. Oh, no. uh, I found out about it from the Writers Guild of America. So it's basically liberal media elite <laughs> pizza. <laughs> what do you mean you found out about That's it from so the WGA? What does that even fucking... Is that where they signed the contracts? No, but they were they were delivering it to the picket lines. And everyone was just like, man, this pizza's fucking good, right? And then when Todd and Mikey were over... I ordered it and I was like, yeah, it's the picket pizza. And it was like even better when it wasn't like a whole bunch of pizzas <laughs> just sitting out or whatever. And all three of us were just like, this might be the best pizza we've ever had. Damn, this pizza tastes like being paid more fairly somehow. <laughs> well, and then the lady who delivered it, she was like, oh, yeah, I've been wanting to try this place. Like, it, do you know? Have you tried it before? Is it good? I was like. Oh, I just found out about it from the strikes. And she was like, oh, you're a writer? And I was like, I could be an actor. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yes, but also, hey. That's, I'm sorry. That's such a sick burn, dude. To immediately go writer, and it turned she worked in, in in like special effects and stuff, but like for her to just like so you're a writer, I was like you didn't even guess actor, like that wasn't even an option in your brain. All right, fine, fine. Then. Oh my god, that's <laughs> sorry. That is such a sick burn, dude. <laughs> that is fucking incredible. <laughs> in one sentence, she said, "You're not pretty enough to be the best friend, but you're too fat to be the lead." <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh, so <laughs> fuck. So yeah, they they had the ping pong paddles. Uh, they also shared supposedly leaked photos of a spacious walk-in refrigerator that they say was attached to the restaurant's basement and used as a kill room. Um, and then there were the police sketches created by an electronic facial identification technique. Uh, which depicted two men wanted in connection with the abduction of a three-year-old British girl who was taken in Portugal. 
And according to followers of the flourishing Pizzagate scandal, the suspects looked an awful lot like John Podesta and his brother, Tony Podesta. Um, and I want to mention that the, um, the fact that the sketch actually depicted one suspect detailed by two witnesses and not two suspects <laughs> detailed by one witness. I could see how that could look like brothers. <laughs> uh, also, the suspect that they mentioned was said to be around 20 and from Portugal, while John Podesta was 64 and in America. <laughs> Oh, God, it's so easily debunkable. Why don't people Google for two seconds before you believe something? And after less than a week, Pizzagate had gone from a nonsensical rant from Facebook, uh, which, again, a Facebook account featuring a picture of a cat to a full-blown conspiracy that the entire Democratic Party was about to be arrested for leading a satanic cabal that orchestrated the most covert sex trafficking ring in history, if you don't count all of the obvious clues that they left behind for people to figure it out on their own, sitting at their computers. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, why did they think the people, if you just didn't leave clues, it would stay secret. So why do they think people are leaving clues everywhere? Like, this is so stupid. If you want an honest answer, they think that people are leaving clues because they're so powerful that it's almost like laughing in your face. Um, sure. One of the other things that people use as proof all the time are the multiple Facebook posts or uh, not Facebook posts, Instagram posts that the owner of uh, the pizza place made um, with a bunch of stuff like there's there is a OK, this is going to sound so bad out of context. <laughs> there is a photo of a very young girl with her hands on a table and they're taped over onto the table. The thing is, the tape is clearly like not even duct tape. What do you call it? It's like painters. It's like masking tape. Okay. Uh, the tie sure. and the way that it is put on, it's so clearly that even this small child could go up and then rip it off of the yeah. table. But like they, 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 they make all of these claims that like the reason. Was it an eating contest or something? I have absolutely no idea what the context for mm, that post was. Okay. It feels fucking, I don't know. I, what I'm trying to say is, again, two things can be true. This can be false, provably. Mm -hmm, and also mm -hmm. the owner of this pizza place can be fucking weird and post weird yeah. shit. That is, those are two equally true things. With just a handful of days left before the 2016 election, because I want to remind you that all of this fucking happened in like a fucking week with <laughs> just a handful of days left in uh, before the 2016 election. Conspiracy theorists started sharing their findings in info dumps on subreddits like r slash the Donald and r slash conspiracy. And this in turn reached a wider audience as it was covered by conspiracy theorist YouTubers and for some reason a few prominent Minecraft YouTubers as well, which I still cannot figure out why that is. And as Pizzagate found its way onto the trending pages of Twitter, it found support from prominent figures like Joe Rogan frequenter David Seaman, who I 
I just want to get David Seaman and Anthony Weiner together and see what happens. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, just, I fucking David Seaman and Tony Weiner <laughs> together again. Uh, and it was also shared by Michael Flynn's son, whose name is also Michael Flynn. I love that so much. <laughs> Uh, and it wasn't long before aspects of Pizzagate were being reported by everyone on the alt-right, from Alex Jones's fucking Infowars to fucking Falun Gong. The Shen Yun people were like, hey, let me tell you about Pizzagate. Oh, that don't surprise me at all, because they've been all over YouTube being like transgender teens. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, this is so crazy <laughs> where they're just like, it's a fad and it's dangerous to our children. And I'm like, delete report ad. I, fucking, I can't stand it. This is the shit that I'm talking about every single day where like you read something on the internet that somebody posts and you're like, why the, f why are you fucking like this? I can't, I don't. Okay. I can't get bogged down in the sadness again. Yeah. You can't <sighs> wait, wait, do you need the photo? Yes, show me the, the photo up. Okay. <laughs> Okay, okay. The, can't get bogged down. Show me the big the gulp, sadness. baby. Show me the big gulp. All right, here's here's your big gulp. Big gulp. <laughs> <laughs> You're so welcome. Good. Oh my. The glasses <sighs> really make it. God, it's 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 that really does help. I'm not joking. That really does make yeah. me feel better. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. by December, one month after the 2016 election, things started dying down. As more and more posts uh, called for violence towards the owners and employees of Comet Ping Pong, places like Reddit started banning Pizzagate discussion. And as discussion became less and less frequent, people started to move on. And you might be asking yourself, how could people just fucking move on? Like, these are people who are convinced that when Obama said he paid $65,000 to fly pizza and hot dogs to the White House from Chicago, he actually meant he was trafficking in little boys and girls to be used by the people who controlled our government. How could they let that go? Well, the answer comes to us in three parts. First of all, the whole thing was a joke. A majority, right. <laughs> a majority of the early evidence feeding into what would become Pizzagate came from places like Poll on 4chan, and as we have covered time and time again, even by episode two, those people are trolling. According to Thomas Colley in his paper on 4chan and the alt-right, quote, 4chan and poll have a pragmatic and paradoxical relationship with belief that has been characterized in terms of a quasi-religious ironic collectivism. Their weaponized irony makes it difficult to objectively determine whether or not they actually believed Pizzagate was real. Simply put, it is the same response to a response to a response that we talked about earlier. Poll jokes about a cabal of pizza-obsessed pedophiles, which then people take as fact, spreading the joke in earnest. And then you have two sides that are now adding quote-unquote proof, and you have those who are adding to the joke, and those who believe the whole thing is true and trying to piece together a puzzle of lies. The second answer as to why people let it go is that Pizzagate had done its job. It should not surprise you that this entire thing blew way out of proportion right before one of the most 
important presidential elections in United States history. Jonathan Albright, an assistant professor of media analytics at Elon University, shared data proving that a disproportionate number of tweets and posts connected to Pizzagate came from the Czech Republic, the Republic of Cyprus, and from Vietnam, and that a majority of those retweeting or reposting information were confirmed to be foreign bot farms. And not to mention the frequent signal boosting coming from those who were close to or directly involved in Donald Trump's campaign, a campaign that is proven to have close ties to Russian officials and that benefited from a series of grassroots online movements that are very similar to this one. And the third answer to the question of how could people just let this go is maybe the simplest of the three. They didn't. Those who had been truly swayed by the evidence, that had poured over the info dumps, that had consumed reports from all of the alt-right media, they were outraged that it seemed like no one was doing anything to save these poor children. And that includes people like Edgar Madison Welch, the father of two from Salisbury, North Carolina, who spent months studying the information, any information that he could get his hands on and came to a conclusion. In the basement of a DC pizzeria, Hillary Clinton and various other government leaders were abusing, killing, and possibly even eating children. On December 1st, 2016, he texted his friends that it was time to take matters into their own hands. He told them that it might be necessary to sacrifice the lives of a few for the lives of the many. He told them that they needed to be the heroes that the world needed. And, and they told him, quote, It sounds like we're freeing some oppressed pizza from an evil pizza joint. Which is, again, just a sick burn. Oh, what are you, a writer? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I can I also tell you I'm on Comet Pizza's Instagram right now. This pizza looks fucking great. Oof, <laughs> God, I cannot wait. Undeterred, he strolled into Comet Ping Pong just three days later, armed with an AR-15, a loaded handgun, and a folding knife. And as patrons and employees fled the restaurant, he walked into the kitchen and shot open a lock that he believed hid the stairs down to the infamous kill room in the basement. Instead, he found ingredients to make pizza. Edgar Welch didn't find any children or pedophiles or any hidden rooms. The only thing that he found was the truth. Comet Ping Pong doesn't have a basement. He had been lied to. Now, before we end our episode, I want to talk about one of the key figures in the Pizzagate story, one that had existed before the scandal and one that some people claim even predicted the entire thing months before it happened. I am talking about the one and only FBI Anon. On July 2nd, 2016, a poll user who called himself FBI Anon claimed to be a high-level analyst and strategist for the Federal Bureau of Investigation. In an Ask Me Anything style thread, they claim to be leaking government secrets out of a love for their country. Although they also wrote stuff like, and here's a direct quote, 
Russia is more a paragon of freedom and nationalism than any other country. We as America are the aggressors against Russia. <laughs> oh, yeah. Real believable. <laughs> but that is not the relevant part. Their story and our story intersect after a 4chan user asked FBI Anon if Hillary Clinton has sex with kidnapped little girls, to which the mysterious figure responded, yes. Later in the thread, after being asked for more information, they clarified that the Department of Justice was leading an inquiry into the Clinton Foundation and that federal prosecutors were never formalized. He also pushed his fellow Anons to do their own research, saying, Dig deep. Bill and Hillary love foreign donors. They get paid in children as well as money. Pizzagate was one of the first internet-based leaderless movements utilizing info drops and mysterious figures that claim to have insider government knowledge. But it definitely wouldn't be the last. In fact, all it did was pave the way for the next big mysterious Anon, Q. And that is where we will pick up next week with our final start to the QAnon info dumps, the Q drops, the fucking Q proofs, the whole kit and caboodle, my guy. I fucking hate this. I cannot stress <laughs> you enough how much it hurts hey, my brain. Hey, 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 before we go down the sad spiral, <sighs> before we sad spiral. Okay. <laughs> It's the big gulp picture. <laughs> Let the big gulp calm you. Oh. Look into the eyes of the big gulp and let it calm God you. God damn it. <laughs> so <laughs> one, th <laughs> one thing that I want to point out here um, is something that we covered last week, which I think is very interesting. These things sort of fester on 4chan a lot. Like Pizzagate festers there. Um, other various things, they sort of like, so they, they, they stay there and they build themselves up until, uh, they are what I would call ready for launch for lack of a better word. Mm -hmm. And then just like memes, just like fucking Rick rolling, just like lolcats, just like everything else we've covered that comes from 4chan, it doesn't reach a wider audience until it is taken off site and translated so that the normal person can understand it. And that is going to continue to be very important as we cover uh, QAnon and just all of this stuff in general. Um, I cannot stress to you enough, I'm not going to get upset, don't whip out the picture, but I cannot stress to you enough how upsetting this stuff is to read because uh, when you're reading it, or when you're even when you're like, trying to find archived videos of the people who made it simple everyone adds their own little stank on to this stuff mm -hmm. or they omit certain things to make it a little bit easier to digest like when they talked about this cabal of pedophiles a lot of people that spread it as far as it could go talked about it very very I don't want to say factually, but at least semi-grounded. A lot of people heard mm -hmm. that there was a group of high-up billionaires and government officials that were using their power and abusing it to run a pedophile ring, which is not only possible, but I think definitely happens. <laughs> um, which you can you can 
you can use i don't know all the epstein stuff as like a evidence of that but i also know that if you go to the source material they're talking about how they're fucking cannibals like they're it's yeah it's 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 they're they're cannibals that they worship satan that that it's it's like the adrenochrome stuff the fact that it like they're eating babies specifically because of their youthful powers the ability to like stay young for like it's fucking they're talking about magic literal magic yeah yeah which that's when this stuff starts to get frustrating because again like when you watch stuff like Q into the storm and you hear these people who are constantly asking you to do your own research and then they are presented with the fact that this research comes from places like 4chan and 8chan where a mm-hmm. whole litany of very unchristian stuff is hosted and in the past has also been caught for spreading around child pornography suddenly they have this like what is the term like cos- cognitive dissonance between yeah. well that was that's an unrelated thing you know like that's a completely different like we talked about earlier and it started as a joke but i realized it's the perfect thing like they can be upset with you for for being a pedophile but they're also upset with you for criticizing the catholic church you know like right right it's just i don't i don't get it so that's why this is so hard because you have to go to the source and you have to read things and eventually you get to a point where you're just reading the most insane bullshit and then remembering that millions agree with this idea and that sucks so yeah don't read it (laughs) i guess it's my fucking (laughs) or do i don't know if you want to do your own research you can't but it is not fucking worth the stress that you will undergo trying to piece it all together and also putting yourself in the shoes of people that can make the mental gymnastics to believe the stuff that they're saying. Cause that's the hardest part right. is you have to, eventually you find yourself making the connections and that's when part mm-hmm. of your brain goes, Oh no. Oh no. This makes <laughs> sense to me now. Right. Oh God. Ah, <sighs> so, Hey, my name's Armando Torres. Obviously. <laughs> um, my brain might be fried, but, I have Mm -hmm. some stuff coming up that I want to tell you about. First and foremost, if you are in the Austin, Texas area, this Thursday, the 12th of October, I will be roast battling uh, my buddy Kyle. You can go to this. It's at the the mothership. Uh, I'll be, hey, what's up, baby? Frequent Joe Rogan guest, Armando Torres, going to the mothership. (laughs) I'm going to be taking Joe's dollar straight out of his fucking hand. I tell you what, it's going to be a lot of fun. You should go. There's going to be a lot of other fun battles and I'm going to be there. And that's all that matters. So that's on the 12th. Also, as I mentioned previously, I am going to be in New York city, uh, from, I believe October 28th through, I don't know, fucking some part of November. You can also check there for show dates on my Instagram. Uh, and that is at Mondo does stuff. That's M A N D O does stuff. All one word. And you can also use that app for Twitter, Twitch, uh, TikTok. Um, find me on 4chan. I'm there. I'm posting as at Mondo <laughs> does stuff and they keep saying mean things to me. Um, oh. no, that's not true. That's not true. At all. <laughs> um, 
And uh, yeah, if you like my jokes and you don't want to hear me talk about QAnon anymore, boy, howdy, am I right there with you. But you can go and find me on the Rooster Teeth podcast. That's RTP. You can find that at roosterteeth.com. You can also find it um, at uh, uh, youtube.com slash at Rooster Teeth podcast. That is the at symbol Rooster Teeth podcast. And for the next two weeks, I will be doing a little show called On the Spot, which is a very fun improv game show. Uh, It's very similar to Whose Line Is It Anyway? It's a lot of fun. I did it last week and we had a challenge where the first person to call somebody and successfully get them on the line would be awarded points. And in order to cheat the system, I thought it would be a good idea to call the number that I thought would pick up the fastest, mm-hmm. which was 911. <gasps> Bro, no. And they did not answer faster than uh, Jessica Vasami's fiance. <laughs> I would have called my dad. My dad would probably pick up the fastest. Yeah, I think I call people so frequently that anyone who I call will see my call, not answer, and then call me back in 20 minutes. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that, that show is so much fun. Go check it out. It's a fucking blast. You're absolutely going to love it. The episode that I just did last week is uh, up on roosterteeth.com. Uh, you don't need an account to watch any of this stuff on roosterteeth.com, by the way. It's all free. You just got to go to the site. Um, and I will be there again on Thursday, the 12th and the 19th, streaming live on roosterteeth.com. More info on that on my Instagram, at Mondo Does Stuff. All one word. Thank you. Goodbye. Forever. Mwah. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Paige. I'm here every week. Uh, if you like my voice, you can listen to it on Horror Virgin and Romancing the Pod, the other RTP. Uh, and if you are in the Los Angeles metro area on Friday the 13th, I have two different shows that are both in Burbank and both spooky themed. So I'll be at Mint on Card at 7 p.m. And I will be at, uh, at Scary Funny Live at Flappers at 9 p.m. I've been posting those on my Instagram. So if you want details, check out Instagram. They should both be up. Um, and... My Instagram, if you don't follow me already, what are you doing with your life? Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's at Rampage Wesley on Instagram and TikTok and at Paige Wesley on Twitter. I uh, love you so much. Bye. I forgot that I had plans this Friday to try to watch all of the Friday the 13th movies in a row. <laughs> oh, no. And now I'm thinking I might have to bow out of this thing simply because it is a lot of it is the whole day i am waking up and putting on the first one and then i cannot stop it just has to fucking roll through um oh we just got to jason uh takes manhattan on horror virgin because there's a friday the 13th this month spoiler mm -hmm. i guess everyone knew it was coming um and that is a movie technically (laughs) one of the worst ones ever and i think (laughs) I mean, I don't know. You guys are definitely going to talk about it, so go ahead and feel free to not spoil anything. But I think one of the worst parts of uh, Jason Takes Manhattan is, to me, it is bad and not even fun bad. It's just bad bad. Yes. Anyway, I might still do it. I might not. I don't know. I picked the worst time to research QAnon, but maybe watching all of the Friday the 13th movies back to back, that's either going to be the thing that cheers me up and gets me through this, Or it's a new form of torture that the CIA needs to find out about.
and I'm not sure which it is. Note to self, put hockey mask over big gulp guy. <laughs> yeah, I was starting to get a little upset and I had to pull this dude up. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> God, so great. All right. Hey, if you want to follow us and our show on uh, Instagram, you can at Colt Podcast. Or on Twitter at Colt Podcast Show. If you want to send us um, a meme of a porn star with a big gulp over them, no nudity, send it to uh, coltpodcastshow at gmail.com. I almost said .com, but I knew I shouldn't. And if you want to order a pizza and send it to us, it's going to go bad in that mailbox, but you could send it to 3756 West Avenue 40, Sweet K, number 237, like, like the, shining. the Shining, Los Angeles, California, 90065. We have a show on Rooster Teeth uh, called Face Jam, where uh, a bunch of friends, um, they eat food from different uh, fast food places and then talk about them. Um, and recently, they had me on one of their side episodes called Spittin' Silly, where uh, they had us try frozen pizzas um oh still frozen still frozen that's terrible for you which i yeah i found out can make you very sick yes um god my the best part of this is every time i tell people a random thing that i've done recently for work they go oh that's how you got salmonella (laughs) (laughs) that'll do it (laughs) oh god yeah thank you for thank you for this and now i can delete all of this information from my brain well you're welcome. And I'm working on a Jason Voorhees mask, big gulp version for you. I'll let you know as soon as it's done, I'll send it your way. Um, I think for this one, I'm going to say, don't drink the specials at Comet Pizza. Mm. They're just not that good. It's more of a pizza place, not really a drink place. And don't drink the Kool-Aid. Bye. Bye. Yeah.